0: And welcome to the JCN Clinic Podcast Show. I'm Jessica. And I'm Carissa. Today, we are talking about water. (laughs) (laughs) Don't turn off, water is exciting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I reckon. Oh my gosh, I know. (laughs) I did think that when you said that, I'm like, maybe we shouldn't announce what we're talking about at the start because people might just be like, um. (laughs) But we have some exciting things to say.
0: We, can't, we really do. And one of the big reasons that I wanted to talk about this is water consumption is something that we talk about in clinic so frequently with clients and it's so underrated as far as how important it is for health. And I don't think that people generally understand why it's so important. So we really want to just dive today into like why staying hydrated and having enough water and water in general is so important for your health because it's something people just hear all the time drink more water drink two liters a day blah 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 but yeah we we see it constantly (laughs) literally being part of the problem for health and we want to unpack that and talk about why water is so essential so Mm. that that's going to be the deep dive today people yep Oh, on to like, your seats. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking to Damien this morning about this and um he was he reminded me of that saying which is kind of true but not true, of the the three by I don't know, they call it like the rule of three. So it's like mm. you can live without air for three minutes, water for three days, and food for three weeks, which is kind of cool. I mean, obviously that can differentiate from person to person, but yeah. what i liked about it and what i do like about it and i think it's important to start with is just the fact that water is essential like without water mm. you die <laughs> you die really yeah. quickly like more I essential than food. <laughs> i
1: love that you're like your answer everything's like if you don't have this you'll die <laughs>
0: it's my new thing isn't it <laughs> It scare everyone yeah
1: you're like just cut to cut to the chase <laughs> but it is true like it is essentially more well not essentially it is more important for us than food yep. like yeah if you're just coming down to the basics of survival of course like we're talking about longevity and you know health from day to day i feel like they yeah they they're definitely yeah up there equal like
0: what, food and water? Or yeah. Oxygen.
1: <laughs> no, oxygen's not that crucial. Like. <laughs> I can survive on shit. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, just I guess, to start with too, you know, remembering stuff that we kind of take for granted too, that like your your body is essentially made up of like, I think it's like 60 70% water, like just to give it context. Um, mm. And like every day just naturally which we're going to get into like how much water is being utilized in bodily processes but also even in just your um excretion of water with things you don't think about like even when you're breathing every day you're like you're actually excreting excreting well yeah excreting you're losing water mm. in your breath like there's these things that people don't really think about but and i think it's an apt time to talk about it because winter here in australia is winter. when we see people stop drinking so much because they're not as thirsty or they're not as hot so they're not really um getting those same cues but the there's so much demand still for hydration mm. um and there's these aspects we're going to be talking about of where that comes from that are beyond just thinking oh well i'm not moving as much i'm not sweating as much so i don't need as much um what are i'm seeing oh. if
1: i'm hydrated <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you pinch can... test. <laughs> well, I was going to say one of the uh, areas to talk about is signs that you are potentially not having enough water before we start deep diving into mm. what is um, all of these processes that water is involved in. But yeah, since you're doing that uh, pinch test there, should we test. talk about just just that... <laughs> some of the obvious signs that we see that people may not be having enough water? And then I guess there'll be others that will bring up what we're going to be talking about too.
1: Well, like obviously the easiest one is dehydration, like people that are constantly thirsty. Um, So obviously I know we'll we'll talk about electrolytes later and stuff, but I do feel like um, excessive thirst for people, like when people like, I'm just always thirsty. I'm like, well, how much water do you drink? And they're like, I don't know, like maybe a few glasses. And I'm like, well, maybe you actually are thirsty.
0: (laughs) Did you ever think about that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> that could actually you actually could be thirsty. Um, but also too like I feel like skin is a really big telltale of hydration. Um, and I even know myself like I can and I, I suppose it comes down to again just people being in touch a bit with their their bodies and stuff. I know my skin when it's dehydrated, like mm-hmm. especially my, my face um, which I know it sounds really random to people. <laughs> But, like, I know the difference just in the, like, the plumpness and the cre- and my, some of the lines on my face, um, my hands, um, just my skin texture and things like that in general because I'm someone who naturally is a lot more prone to dry skin, which I know we can talk about fats and phospho- phospholipids and all of that involved in that process as well. But I 100% can tell from a skin point of view if people are dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously what I was doing with what Jess was what you guys can't see but what i was doing is like just one of the nutrition 101 or um when you studied medicine 101 one of the things they do for people in hospital to tell if they're hydrated is they they pinch the top of their hands like that's just a classic nurse thing my mom always used to do that um if we were unwell she'd I'd, she'd pinch the top of our hands and if your skin just falls back to place in this you know the way it should then realistically your skin is quite well hydrated looking even just your your, your vein structure and things like that you just as looking at her hands as i things. am but your hands actually, like the structures of the, um, the veins or arteries, I think they're veins. I always get your yeah, arteries go away from the heart. Anyway, they're <laughs> like a 4 um, away. But even just like, you know, you can tell like with those, those veins in your hands, your arms, all of that, that you can see where they're quite often if they're taking blood or anything like that. Um, if you' are hydrated, those those veins are nice and plump. so skins mm. at skins and skin and veins can be a real telltale, I think for me, but also I do look at that with some of my clients and if I get to see them in person, if they come in like I, obviously we're very, um we do well especially it's it's kind of taken away from a bit all the zoom consults that we do but from a visual point of view like in an observational point of view as a practitioner there's a lot you can just tell straight away by looking at someone from a hydration point of view Mm. their lips are another one Mm -hmm. um yeah so dry dry cracked lips can definitely be a sign of dehydration that like kind of lack of luster in the skin fats but also dehydration um that pinch test on the hand um definitely veins. so if you're someone who um, I don't know, struggles to give blood or anything like that. Sometimes hydration can play a massive part in that too. Um, I feel like I went a bit off topic up there, but there was just no, some no. of the things like straight um, constipation, dehydration. Yeah. One of the yeah. first things we ask if someone's like constipated, well, how much water do you drink? But one of the first things you ask before you go down any rabbit hole with dehydration, I mean, with constipation, is how much water are you exactly. drinking? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And the other one so, I just would add in, which will paint the picture as to why too as we go through, would be headaches. Um, which could be caused by a multitude of factors. But yeah, yeah, headaches is a biggie. And I'm sure a lot of you have experienced that where you're just like, I haven't had enough water today. Um, And yeah, headaches are a biggie that will um, eventuate from there. But let's, yeah, I think that sort of is some of those telltale signs, but there are other Mm. things wrapped in with what we'll be talking through. Um, So what we're going to do is talk about why, why water is important. And it's, God, where do you start? Like, I think, I think there's- Can I start that, with detox now? <laughs> <laughs> start with detox, like straight into the big guns. I think I just want to start with like that overview again, that we need to remember the context that water is- making up a massive volume of us as a person. And what that just thinking about that and resonating on that as far as how vital it is for us. Um and, and then not to go back to the death thing, but remember without it we die. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking psycho <laughs> But the other on You just that... say
1: it so calmly to and just know. remembering, without it we die. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god but the other so con- the other
0: factor that i want to mention at the start because everything kind of rolls from here is that actually there's two things one is that uh water is something that is a transporter of sort like what you the with the water it acts like a transporter and it is helping move things through your body so when we talk a little bit about detoxification and excretion that's absolutely one thing that we need to consider but the other thing is that water is used in biochemical reactions in your body in a plethora of ways and we need these biochemical reactions Chris is putting a hand up but I'm just going to make him let me finish my sentence we need these biochemical reactions every day on so many levels that you're not even thinking about to function um and if we don't have water as part of those reaction processes, then they can't function effectively, which can lead to this absolute downstream effect of all of these things being um, either not working properly, not functioning properly or how we feel, or obviously in extreme cases, the D word. So <laughs> I just <D> <laughs> i just want to really kind of start with that broader stroke of the fact yeah. that it is like, but it is used biochemically and i don't think that people generally we see in clinic understand the complexity of how it's being used but yeah you're putting your hand up so
1: i am going to tap onto that because i just had a little thought i'm like let's just bring some percentages home to people so they understand if everything is traveling through your body, either via lymph or blood or anything like that, what percentage of blood is actually water, just mm-hmm. to give people a, an idea. So blood is made up of 55% plasma and 45% different types of um, blood cells, which obviously white, red, all the, um, did I say that right? Yeah, I was just, <laughs> that's a different colour then for some reason, <laughs> pink, pink cells. <laughs> anyway, and different types of blood cells. Um, plasma is light yellow, slightly colour liquid anyway, but 90% of blood plasma is water. Mm -hmm. And only 10% consists of dissolved substances, mostly proteins. So out of the 55% of your blood that isn't cells, 90% of that is water.
0: Mm -hmm. So if you think that... Sorry, I was just going to say that just plays into what you're saying before about like Mm. when people are dehydrated with their their veins kind of collapsing down. Like there's not that plumpness Mm. there because there's not that water.
1: No, and I was just even thinking that too, like just to really drive home how important it is with what you were saying about how water really is the carrier for so many things in your body. And when you think about your entire, um, you know, like – i'm having a great friday today my brain is not working (laughs) um transportation of nutrients through your blood vessels like your you know your your arteries your veins all of that sort of stuff all of that is like nutrients getting delivered all that sort of stuff like water is your your big a big percentage of that so Mm -hmm. you're dehydrated things will start to die
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just it's just crucial and really that forms the absolute backbone of everything from here but what we want to do is then break that down into some of the major areas. But in saying that, like you can take this and put it into any area of the body. Like you can put it into how your brain is functioning. You could put it into what's going on with your gut. You can like really bring this back to everything. But what we want to do is focus on some of these big guns. So I think first we should definitely talk about that gut, liver, component because that's probably the big well one of the big areas that we see yeah. at the clinic. Um so you mentioned when we we're talking about classic symptoms like of course the big one is constipation. Um and we've talked in the podcast about how constipation can be caused by other things, but this is like top of the funnel stuff. Like if if you aren't hydrated enough, you're not going to have enough Fluid to help create a nice um, looser stool, um, and also the fluid to help with the formation of some of the other bodily fluids, like your, you know, your bile flow, and all of these other fluids that, in some capacity, we need water again as that travel traveling agent. <laughs> so mm. we need to make sure that um, the the bowels are moving effectively, and water is a huge component of that. But moving on from the stools and the movement of the stool, um, do you want to talk a little bit about, because I know you're again (laughs) keen to dive into the detox component, but why the water component is something that we see playing a big role with people struggling with detoxification Mm. and why it's important there and i guess we already talked about some of the side effects we see there too if people aren't getting enough water mm. and how it's affecting detox but
1: well i was just i was even thinking like yes we've got we've got the liver and gut point of view but even like one of our biggest um filtration apart from the liver our next biggest um i would not to say our next biggest but it probably is but is your kidney function yes. as well yeah um so realistically like we've got we've got a lot of we've got it we've got all these big these organs in our body that are capable of detoxing our skin being our largest. So when we talk about detoxing through the skin, we're talking about sweat. So you need the body's whole job and role that it's doing every day, besides keeping us happy and breathing and blood pumping and all the things that it does is actually getting rid of toxins. And Mm -hmm. we now live in a time where no matter, and I don't want to again be all doom and gloom, but no matter how well we choose to eat, we are exposed to toxins on the daily we you know the air we breathe is not as clean as it could be um the water we drink and we'll talk about type, like water quality and how much that i believe that matters and i'm sure Jess, i know jess does as well um but i know there'll probably be some people that might think a bit more about the types of water that they're drinking um but realistically, like what the other big thing our body is trying to do every day is get rid of free, free radicals and reactive oxygen species, get rid of um, toxins, just deal with anything that is um, potentially damaging us. And the biggest way it does that is detoxing through the skin, detoxing through the through the lungs or through the nose and mouth, as Jess said before, with breathing out, um, detoxing through our liver and our gut, and then also detoxing via our kidneys and out through our urine. So water... Is involved in every single part of that, and if you don't have adequate hydration, or if your body is working overtime to detox, and your water demand is increased, and you don't have that, where are the toxins going to go? You know what I mean? And this is where you know we can start to see, you know, it can you can be really set up for ill health and certain types of you know disease presentations and stuff like that. So we've got we've got our skin detoxing through through sweat. Um, we've got our lungs detoxing through um, obviously breath. Um, gut detoxing via feces um, and then our kidneys that are these beautiful little organs that are just filtrating things mm-hmm. at a rate that I don't even think any of us could comprehend. We have got cells and I, I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but for the nerds out there, just Google, Google a live diagram. Well, not a live diagram, but sometimes the live visuals aren't, aren't as good, but just like a diagram of what the kidneys actually do. Like I mm-hmm. remember being fascinated by kidneys, the kidneys and the liver when I was mm-hmm. studying because What they do and how they do it through their phases of detoxification is just phenomenal. Like I don't think we I have any other word for it. (laughs) So obviously like we've got our our liver that's turning, you know, toxin toxins from really toxic metabolites into non-toxic Water soluble top top metabolites that can be put out into the gut and excreted. You've got your kidneys that are just filtering like you know crazy bitches going nuts in there, and they're putting things out so you can wear it out. And I think a really good thing that I always I don't talk to a lot of my clients about, but if I assume they're dehydrated or they're they, they're quite like I use air quotes when I say this, but you know toxic in the sense that they've had a lot of toxin exposure or they they've got a lot going on or anything like that is talking to people like where you spend so much time fixated on the gut, but I think something I've done from such a young age because I'm probably a bit of a weirdo but, and also had a mother as a nurse <laughs> um, is you being really aware of your urine um, from a detoxification point mm-hmm. of view and your water intake is something that can be really invaluable for your health as well. I think probably because I suffered really frequent UTIs when I was younger um, and just probably had to stay on top of water and things like that. But um, like if you're someone who is – Constantly, like your first wee in the morning is going to be darker usually because you've got to think you've usually had an overnight period, and we all know a lot about um liver and all of that kicks in at night. There's a lot of detoxification happening while we're resting and sleeping, so you, your first wee when you get up in the morning is usually a darker color, and that's to be expected because you probably haven't, unless you're someone who gets up in the middle of the night and you probably haven't had a wee for maybe eight to nine hours or something like that. And you get up in the morning and you've just you're getting rid of all of these toxins, so that first wee in the morning is actually really important for your bodily function which I think a lot of people's guys get up and have my morning wee that is a big detoxification dump and water is so crucial for that but then monitoring that as the day goes on in terms of hydration can be a really valuable tool so what I say like said my clients if I am worried about kidney function I'm worried about detoxing or anything like that I'm like what color does your wee stay throughout the day Mm. and some people are like oh it's always dark and it's always bit smelly or something like that i'm like cool we've got we've got detox issues and how much water are you drinking i'm only drinking like four cups or three cups I'm like right we need to get that up Mm. because your body is trying to detox and it's not doing because it doesn't have enough water like just think of water as this as a flusher for your kidneys the more you have without sending yourself into hyperhidrosis of course the more you have (laughs) which you know the better your body can do its job and detox and flush things out and it's okay to wee a lot like obviously we're not looking at diabetes weing, like you know anything like that but if you're someone who needs to to wee like every one to two like maybe two hours that's okay because mm. i've had clients saying i don't i don't have time to wee all the time when i'm working mm. i don't like to constantly have to get up and go to the bathroom i'm like your body needs to do this like you need to be weeing at least during your awake period of your day i'm going to say like i think normal standards like if you just looked online or something they'd say eight times but i think even more <laughs> like if you're yeah
0: I, like, think I, know. People, I love that you brought that up because it's. I know we'll get to what is enough water through the day because I think that's something people yeah. will ask about. But it's really great as far as looking at what your wee colour is through the day because mm. that's such a, your independent sign from your body to see what that's looking like. But I also when, uh, find that when people start increasing their water and you'll get that kickback from... People saying, "Oh, you know, it's annoying, weeing all the time. I don't want to wee all the time. I can't wee all the time." Your body does essentially start adapting. Like once you start drinking more water, like you mm. will definitely wee more, but usually it will also, to a point, get used to drinking a certain level of water, yeah, so you're not correct. weeing as much of when you first start upping the of water. Like a but it's um, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a really common one that people will actually cite as to why they're not drinking a lot of water hmm. through the day is because they just get annoyed with me <laughs> it's just or like... they're in a
1: Yeah. Or they're in a work environment that doesn't allow it, which pisses me off. Yeah. Like I have chats with female clients and I know this from even from my hospitality days where um, you know, like it's actually like you're almost made to feel bad if you have to get up and wee every yeah. out one to two hours because it's seen as not productive and it's like, well, realistically this is a basic basic human right um, yep. for a start, but it's also a basic body need. <laughs> like, yeah. you so I just think like just I reverse the way you're looking at it and think okay cool if i am weeing frequently and my wee starts off dark during the more like darker in the morning and then it's definitely a pale yellow to almost clear by the end of the day when i go to bed your body's detoxing and you've yep. given it enough water to do that tick like
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's exactly. a good thing <laughs> and also again as far as the priorities go and that's what we're hoping to get across the importance of this if you are not drinking much water through the day because it's annoying to wee or you feel like your environment doesn't support that, I guess we really want to ram home why it's important to think about challenging that and making sure that you can be drinking more so that you're not putting yourself in this dehydrated state and you're not supporting all of these really crucial detoxification processes that need to be happening every single day. Um, It's just so vital and I again i just don't think people um give it enough credit for what it's doing which you just highlighted really well like all of those different detox processes that are all crucially dependent on water Mm. (laughs) and without it they just essentially start breaking down and they don't function effectively and then from a symptom point of view that's where it's so broad because depending on which one of those areas is more affected i mean honestly all of them will be but From anything from headaches to like lymphatic congestion to skin congestion to frequent potentially UTIs or kidney you know issues Mm. with those kidneys because of a poor detoxification all of that can start eventuating and it can come back to this hydration factor and it just blows my mind um (laughs) it's just something (laughs) so simple something so crucial simple
1: and, and like we're lucky enough, like we live in a first world country. I, I want to say water is free, but now we all pay for it. But mm-hmm. water is close to free. <laughs> like yeah. we, have, we have some of the most beautiful, cleanest water in the world. Like we have no, and, it's, and it's free. Like yeah. we have no excuse. Like if you want to do one thing for your health besides, I know we talk about eat well and move your body and all of these things, but you want to do one thing for your health down top of your water. Like yeah. just do that. They yeah. don't they'd do that and then do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris has said I'd be fine if I just drink water. <laughs> I'm doing my two liters. So I got this <laughs> bunger in the mouth. <laughs> uh, but it's just, yeah, like I just think it's interesting, like, and it's it's something that I think people also become quite conditioned to in terms of water intake with what we're saying with the office space. But I even just look at, like, I've always been a water drinker. Um, I remember when I was, I think, 14 or 15, maybe younger, I decided I wasn't drinking town water anymore because I was against them chlorinating water. And I didn't know anything about the gut microbiome at that time. But I used to drive my parents insane with the different things I would and would not do. Didn't eat chicken once I, you know, I just went through all these stages. But water was a big one for me. Like, I decided I would only drink um, non-chlorinated water or, you know, purified water Um from, and I, I'm so glad I kind of consciously made that decision from a young age because I think I do believe that water quality matters. Like, yes, we live in a first world country and yes, we have access well to this, you know, beautiful clean water in air quotes that is chlorinated and all the bugs and everything are taken out of it. But I also do feel like I'm not, a, am personally not a fan of some the chemicals in our water. Like mm. I think uh, the next the next step, if you're someone who is like, yeah, I definitely drink enough water. I'm doing all of that, but I'm drinking tap water every day. My next step would be like, now let's look at your water quality yeah, um, because, you know, because, you know, we can, we can strip a lot of these harsh chemicals and, and bleach in essence and all of that out of our water um, and mm-hmm. just have like almost unadulterated water, which I think is probably even more important than just water. But it depending on where you at, are at in your spectrum of doing things. But where I was going with that was, is like, I look at my mum, and She does not drink water. I am lucky if I see her drink a glass of water... Um, ever wow. Like she will only come up and have a glass of cordial, like cordial. If she has, if it's the middle of summer and she's been out mowing the yard and she's thirsty, she'll pour herself, put a little bit of green cordial into something, pour herself a massive glass of water and she'll drink that. But other than that, she she is not someone who drinks a lot of water. She's getting a bit better in her older age, like well, should not say older age, sorry, Mumsy. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but now that her and dad are out hiking a lot more and, and doing stuff, now that they've retired and things like that, she'll walk around with a water bottle. But my entire life growing up, it was this massive battle of you're drinking Drinking too much water you're drinking too much water not from a uh bad point of view just mom's like you just don't need to drink that much but i look at what she does and she will have coffee throughout the entire day which is a diuretic which we should probably mention as well if you're having diuretics like coffee and black tea and green tea or anything like that then you probably need to drink more water (laughs) but she will live on like just coffee and not drink water at all like she just she's never thirsty um and she just yeah doesn't think that she needs it um which is a really interesting conversation to have yeah,
0: she, <laughs> she's a nurse right
1: yeah been, like <laughs> I feel like it's interesting with like especially the the old not the new generation of nurses coming through so much but my mum's generation of nurses like I don't know what it what it was but they all smoked like they all smoked lived on sugar and mm-hmm. let's face it like the nurses are by nature overworked yep. underpaid like we all know that but i just remember like yeah mum lived on cigarettes caffeine and sugar like that's what yeah. she did and she's given up she's given up the the cigarettes thank god but um but yeah like it was just never a thing for her to and i'm yeah to drink water and even now to this day like yeah she's getting better but i'm like aren't you thirsty and she's like i've just conditioned my body over years of nursing and stuff to just not need it and I, mm-hmm. she's like i just never feel thirsty carissa so i'm like but if you just started increasing from one and then force yourself to have at least one glass a day and then went to two and then to three i was like you could recondition it but anyway um mm. it's just an interesting conversation for someone like me and having mumsy like we're just two opposing polar opposite ends yeah. of, the, yeah. of the water spectrum <laughs>
0: With a green cordial, I love it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, before I want to, I want to definitely kind of move on to and I guess finish more about water um, quality, like you mentioned, and how much and and those sorts of things, and different behaviours. But I, I think we definitely need to touch on electrolytes. I think we mentioned at yes. start, so um, it's kind of you can't have a conversation without about water without electrolytes and essentially they they are like two friends holding hands like <laughs> Chris is holding up her electrolyte water <laughs> we really they really are this synergistic relationship and without enough water we run into electrolyte issues and imbalances and vice versa so um, you know we have that sort of more probably the more common thought about end of the scale or the other case scenario mm-hmm. is where people are... Um, Taking electrolytes to help replenish um, because of loss of electrolytes from either ex, usually it's things like excess sweating and exercise, exercise. they're probably the the main thing that we're talking about there. Um, But essentially, what's going on with electrolytes, which by that we mean your calcium, your magnesium, your potassium, and your sodium, um, they're what they're doing is they're helping exchange or funnel that water around the body so it's sort of again like a transport relationship but they'll also help with the balance of the fluid this is where it's so crucial again for Mm. life um to have that water balance in the body and that's that's within the cells which is so important like cellular exchange of hydration how much fluid in the cell versus how much fluid out of the cell and like I'm kind of like stumbling over my words because I'm like no, you, you know don't it. understand how important this is because well, again this I, well, is I... about like your regulation <laughs> of your heartbeat this is about yeah, your exactly. your nerves communicating and firing with each other like this is this is the scary stuff again for me to go down this this pathway but this is where without enough water we run into these dangerous electrolyte imbalances mm. that shut down these processes where we're not getting this communication between cells that we should and we end up in a really, really dangerous zone. And from a, a lesser dangerous <laughs> area, we will see this <laughs> with people who aren't getting enough water, potentially with blood testing, where you can see electrolytes are out. And you'll see that with an overnight fast sometimes where people mm. have the blood's there and you know they're dehydrated. Yeah. Um, but we, we will see this, um, with blood pathology and we may also see it in different ways, depending on how people, yeah, what they're drinking and, um, what their ex- excretion of electrolytes is like and what that looks like as a relationship of water to electrolytes in the body. Mm.
1: Yeah. But yeah no, sorry, think, what were you going to say? No, no, I was just going to say when you said you were stumbling over your words, I'm like, you actually weren't like it. I think it's, yeah, you made sense to me. I say to a lot of my clients to just kind of, dumb it down not dumb it down for my clients but just because i know you and i think about it in such a complex way because we look at the whole biochemical need for the electrolyte balance and water Mm. to be maintained and i know our brains go down to go down rabbit holes of the nervous system exactly what you're saying that we probably can't articulate in a podcast as to how fucking important this is but i just say to my clients if you think about every single cell in your body and the exchange that is needed for water nutrients in and out of that cell those cells are either sodium potassium or calcium dependent. So there's mm-hmm. your electrolytes. So if you are, I think that's all, or magnesium or a combination of it. So realistically, a lot of them are, you know, dependent on electrolytes or any function and any life that is to, to happen within that cell and the mitochondrial function within that cell and all of that. So if you are, and I know this sounds so basic, like just take your electrolytes people, but if you are, uh, if you go two weeks and you just let that slide mm. and you don't tell don't tell you all like I know I'm sitting here with an electrolyte in my water. Now I do this routinely and I drink enough water. I am a heavy sweater when I exercise. I'm aware it's winter at the moment, but yep. like I just, I just, I'm <laughs> just, I live, yeah, I know. I live in Queensland. It's like fucking three degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're someone who does saunas, like I just, I say to my clients, I'm like, if you're, not hydrated on this most basic level with electrolytes and water, then you can see how homeostasis is just so easily disrupted and without going down or like, yeah, like the doom and gloom pathways, like it's, it, your cells can't function properly like it's just that simple and even for people like when I have my clients that come in and they're like I'm chronically thirsty always thirsty but I am drinking three liters of water I'm like are you dehydrated an electrolyte level are your electrolytes right because if you are sodium deficient if you're you know like magnesium deficient then that changes how water gets into these cells so that's why the electrolytes are the other part to this equation you might be someone who's drinking three to four liters of water a day but if you you know you're deficient in any of those Mm. those um, electrolytes then it changes how the water gets in and out of the Mm. cells and therefore changes how those nutrients are delivered for that cellular function so Mm -hmm. again fucking important
0: (laughs) (laughs) crucially important to life crucial really crucial so you know it's um it's a big it's the other massive component of of what we're talking about when it comes down to water but you, yeah again you kind of have that conversation can you without where they feel i also
1: no, and i also probably want to touch on too because i get a lot asked a lot with my clients well can i just have coconut water and maybe yes like because obviously coconut water seems to be like i know some of my clients like i don't want to take hydrolite because of x y and z or it's got extra little bits and bobs in it and you know whatever that's so fine i can understand that but i do think um for depending on what you're doing sometimes electrolyte supplementation is needed like for example if you are a trail runner if you are a marathon runner yeah. if you are a cyclist if you are someone who is who is operating at this higher intensity level mm. where your water demand is significantly increased and you are heavily sweating water and coconut water are just not going to cut no, it alone sometimes I and, and i have this convers- say,
0: sorry i was, I was going to say i'd even say like sports in general like outside in, general. in Queensland or actually you know Fire. what even down to Victoria like if it's daytime and the sun's out and I go for a big run or if I used yep. to play soccer and it was a sunny day and I was running around and sweating yeah. I would always end up with a headache because I didn't understand that I needed to be getting electrolytes and, hyd- and hydrating at the same time like and you're, a heavy, so, you're a heavy you're a heavy sweater like you know I'm a big, big sweater
1: you're a big sweater, and I've become—I've like, especially in my 30s, I've—I sweat a lot more than I did in my 20s. So obviously, you know, that's just you know, increased detoxification stuff happening as we age. But like, I—it's winter up here, and I—I I know for me, like, we—we we do probably we've been doing like big 6k walks with lots of hills and stairs every morning, like, we're, and we're gone at five. We're not out in the sun, but mm-hmm. I know I'm thirsty after that, and some like I might not be having an electrolyte at the pace I am in summer. But I tell you what, like I probably haven't had an electrolyte since maybe last week and I could feel it today. Like I was just like, I need to chuck it. I need to chuck a hydrolyte in my water. Like I just, I know when I need one. Like my body's like, give me electrolytes. Um, but like, I just think, you know, and I, and I'm not someone who's out running marathons or doing anything like that at the moment. I'm just, I'm just your average Joe exerciser at the moment, probably even less so because I'm not doing gym work and sweating and stuff like that with my back. But, um, but yeah, so I say to my clients who are out doing trail runs and stuff like there's some really good, clean brands on the market, but it is so important that you keep your, and if you're saunering, like saunering is a massive thing at the moment. Yeah, you're sitting true, there sweating, true. like. I do a lot of so- like I do a lot of saunas, so. Um, but yeah, like I talk to my clients, especially if I'm using saunas as part of a therapeutic protocol, not just once a month for health. Yeah. I'm like, I want you having an electrolyte before you go in there, and I want you having an electrolyte when you get out, as well mm-hmm. as your extra water and some magnesium and all of that. Like we have mm-hmm. a really good conversation around the hydration that is involved if you want to up your sweating capacity. Capacity. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. For sure. Yes. Yeah, so important, guys.
0: So we've. We've been moving on to how much and and quality of water. Um, Mm. I think that I really liked what you said earlier, like when it comes to how much, because I know there's that sort of classic rule of thumb that people (laughs) hear of two litres or eight glasses a day. And look, that's a kind of good, rough, very, very rough amount. But the big thing is, what does your body need? So. Yeah. As Krista said earlier, what is look at your wee through the day? Like, what's it telling you? If you've if you know you generally drink around eight glasses a day, but for you, you also a big sweater, you exercise a lot, and you know that your wee has a tendency to still be a bit yellow, then obviously you need more water as opposed to the next person. So. Yes, there is a bit of a basic rule of where it can sit. And definitely, I think if we see people hitting only a litre or under, we're Mm. concerned. But generally, we like to see people hitting at least close to the two litre mark. And if they're a little bit under, we want to be checking how does their body feel on that like what are they why are mm. they why are you here chatting to us about your health what is your wee like like what is your detoxification like <laughs> we can ask you question. When what's your wee like what's your wee are you weeing is it yellow and are, are you pooing easy <laughs> yeah. all of the things that we mentioned so mm. there's there's Kind of finding out what that looks like for you, because I know even for Chris and I, we would differ in how much we drink. I know I'm definitely mm. an over two liter person because I am a sweat, big sweater. Even though I'm living down in the cold, I'm exercising like mm. two liters just isn't enough for me. I think sometimes I haven't even measured it, but I think sometimes by like nine o'clock with a gym workout, I'm probably getting bloody close to two liters already. Sometimes like it just mm. it's going to vary. So please look at your own body as far as its cues, but there's definitely an amount that we want you over. And yeah. I think that also brings in the question too, as far as um, how much water roughly through the day, but also what what is water when we talk about that beyond just pure water and also what takes away from your water quota. So you mentioned coffee yeah. and things that we can be doing that can be dehydrating us and kind of Taking away is by that dehydration process. So if you're a coffee drinker, um, and if you're there's something else I'm just thinking of. That's really dehydrating, and it's
1: completely Tees, gone. Tea's to my very head. dehydrating. Tea, like Air conditioning's else. very dehydrating. Yeah, that's a
0: good one. No, there was something Aircon. else that was gone. <laughs> but yeah, it, <laughs> coffee is massive. I guess alcohol, right? Like, is oh, booze. Obvious, yeah, we didn't even right? think of
1: that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So things that you are drinking that will increase dehydration, so they're going to increase the loss of Mm. water through those spectacular kidneys Chris was talking about, they're going to open up some of those channels a little bit more and wee a bit more. And that's going to mean that it's upping the need for more hydration. So you really don't want to be counting your water quota for the day mm-hmm. on how many coffees you're having or how many glasses of wine you're having.
1: Yeah, that's all right. I get my fluid intake. I have three three coffees during the day and two glasses of wine. I've nearly cracked a litre and a half. No. But then... Um, so- Yes. Oh, I was no. just gonna say, um, some medications are diuretics as well. Mm-hmm. So if you are on a like a um like a potassium sparing diuretic or anything like just anything that even I know even for weight loss people are taking diuretics and stuff. Like I know there's some stuff on the market. I'm trying to research into it at the moment, but it's very trendy on social media. I Can't remember what it's called, but it's the new weight loss weight loss thing. And I remember just looking, I'm like, are they just giving people fucking diuretics again? Like just, so just be aware of the types of medication that you take, be aware of Mm -hmm. the supplements that you take, especially if you're doing stuff for fluid, yeah, fluid, Um, anything like that. Some of those can actually be putting more pressure on your kidneys to excrete Mm -hmm. more fluid, in which case you need to
0: be aware of your water intake for that as well. We Um, see that in clinic, actually speaking of supplements, when we work on supporting detox more or sometimes just that gut, well, all of it, all the organs again, but like that classic gut, liver, kidney axis. We'll use Mm. certain supplements with clients to help support that. And there's some supplements I can think of off the top of my head that do it all the time. Uh, Well, a lot of the time that clients will say, I'm so thirsty. And it's not actually that it's, it's not that it's directly affecting the water loss of the kidneys in, in the way we're talking about with meds. It's actually that it's, up-regulating detoxification yes. in a good way, mm. and that's using more fluid, and it's putting a greater mm. f- um, demand on top. Yep. There's a, a special green powder <laughs> <laughs> that does that.
1: I know. I can think of. I can think of a couple of tablets I prescribe that do the same thing. But literally, <laughs> it's exactly right. They're just supporting that detoxification area to work more efficiently or work better. And with that comes an increased demand for water as well. So, Mm -hmm.
0: now types of water like, uh, this is one
1: we get asked about a lot.
0: It really is. And I also want to include in this what, like, when we talk about water, and I was talking to Damien about this earlier like, is it just water or what else can come into this? And we get asked Uh. heaps about. What you know, quality of water, but also what about soda water? Soda what, water. About what about mineral water? San what about... <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: so <laughs> definitely all of those fit in your tea, like mm. as long as your teas aren't like your um, caffeine containing teas, like your herbal teas through the day, mm. all count. Um, yeah, soda water without – like a, just a soda water depending on – look at the ingredients to see what other things are added, if there's anything that's slightly dehydrating that's in it that might be from a, messing with things mineral-wise. But essentially any of your like classic mineral waters from Sam Pell to your supermarket type or if you've got a soda stream machine at home, like all of that counts um, and your teas and so forth. But yeah, just don't put into that quota – the dehydrating beverages we talked about but what about also quality of water like I feel like you know you sort of said before we do have good water here in Australia like I think I don't want to see people afraid to just drink water you know like you can (laughs) get a beautiful filtration system on your water at home and on to Mm -hmm. to filter town water wonderful and if you're on tank water awesome but um I don't know like I I wouldn't avoid drinking water because you're worried about the quality of the water. no
1: exactly and I think also too like that's I've just been a Nazi about that stuff since I was young and that's just me um also too though it varies where you live in terms of just the quality Mm -hmm. the type the flavor of tap water like I know when I worked on the islands the tap water was absolutely beautiful because they were filled it was coming from the sand underneath um you know what I mean they weren't actually getting water from the mainlands but I know living and then I lived you know, with tank water for so many years. Um, I know Brisbane City Council water, where I am in the Bayside, is very harsh. Like I can smell the chlorine in that coming out of the taps. Um, so I just, I just buy a Brit, like one of the good water filters. This this house is not filtered. Um, so I just, I've just got a, a water filter, and I just top that up every day. Just a jug that sits in the in the fridge. They're not expensive. So yeah, I definitely don't want to make people afraid to just drink normal town water there's it's absolutely clean and it's fine it's just if you are someone who's concerned about the chemicals and stuff which for me i'm just like yeah, i prefer not to have them um so you can just look at other ways you can get water bottles that filter things do you have to go and filter spend a couple of grand fil- filtering your whole house if you want to awesome i haven't done that yet i'd love to but haven't done it um but yeah water filters there's some awesome big ceramic filters and stuff that you can buy now that you can sit on your bench um is that where you're going with that Hmm. um yeah 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 exactly on the the north side the water is completely different like it's so interesting like in the pine rivers shire the water out of the tap is nowhere it tastes completely different to the water out of the tap here i quite often just drink that out of the tap and fill my water bottles up i still know it's treated to a degree but it just doesn't seem to be
0: treated as harshly
1: that's Um, interesting
0: geez i notice the difference in water when i come up there as opposed to down here like In just, a
1: good way or a bad way, like strong chlorine. I'd European say that. Ba-
0: like to me, it's a bad way now. Like a taste, I can taste that chlorination. Whereas here, yeah. yeah, it just, yeah, it's a sort of we're so close to the source. Like all of yeah, the waterways out here that feed Melbourne yeah. are just on our doorstep, so it's so fresh. Yeah. Um, and I think that point, makes yeah, it's I,
1: it makes a difference. Like I remember. I it's funny now that my parents have started traveling and they because they were always like you and your bottled water and I'm sorry universe for all the fucking plastic I consumed in my teenage years and early twenties <laughs> far out I was known as the girl at school with the water bottle because I always had a bottle of water with me like a big one liter or a 600ml Mount Franklin bottle I just think God my contribution to the pl- world of plastic while I was trying to save myself from chlorine was just exponential. But all um, oh, your zero estrogens
0: anyway. you've been consuming. I know I don't want to
1: have fucking estrogen issues. <laughs> fucking Hell, <laughs> <laughs> setting myself up. What was worse, chlorine or Zeno Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway, um, live and learn. Um, but um, what was I saying? Yeah. So, mum and dad always used to be like, "Yes, yeah, drink to the town where There's nothing wrong with it." And anyway, then fluoro became a thing, and that was another discussion. But anyway. Um, So they started travelling and now it's interesting, like mum doesn't drink water as we've previously discussed, but dad, (laughs) who drinks a lot of water, um, he now now can smell the chlorine coming out of the taps. It's just Mm. funny what you're conditioned to as well because they've never really left... never really left brisbane so this was the only water that they knew and they've never lived outside of brisbane city council area either so yeah. they never lived on the north side or different parts of brisbane or over on the islands or anything like that so for them like because i've had all the tasted all the different waters and lived in things i always feel like brisbane city council water smells really strong from a chlorine point of view but after they did their first big trip and would you know either had to boil water or buy bottled water or you know were drinking water from different places dad now will not drink water out of the tap he has to filter it which i find crazy or he goes and buys like a 10 litre or 20 litre thing of that pure water from Woolies and we'll drink that and he's like a oh, water snob now so I'm just <laughs> like you're a fucking tool <laughs> he's all proud about it too he's always <laughs> going to tell people <laughs> just like I only, I only took you 60 fucking years but good on you <laughs> uh,
0: I the other just to I think sort of finish it up is, is the drinking of water timing? I wanted to just have a quick chat about. And this is more back to what you're saying where people kind of hang on and don't drink through the day. But a really common thing that um, definitely, again, to mention Damien that he does it drives me crazy is he and a lot of people don't really drink water through the day and have this I'll catch up in the evening mentality and it's super common. I, I do see it a lot where it's, again, that annoyance with drinking it, needing to go to the toilet and then essentially getting to that time of the day and catching up on your water then and drinking <laughs> heaps and heaps of water at that point. And it's not it's not majorly detrimental, however, like because you're still obviously getting that hydration – But what concerns me about doing that is that all through the day you're not getting that nice even distribution of water intake to support detox and to support electrolytes as we've highlighted through the chat. And what tends to happen too is you'll notice that with people who drink like this is that through the day they'll have that real yellowy dark urine that Carissa was talking about and then by the end of the day when they're like you know drinking like one to two liters of their water then they'll start to get that clearer urine so you can actually see where they're getting like relatively kind of poorer detox support for half the day and then like kind of kicking in by the end of the day so I know you're still kind of hitting maybe around just sort of two or more liters but that concept of just saving it all up to the end of the day is not the best way to do it so if that's you too I'd really encourage you to try and (laughs) yes to drink more and I find again because you know we talked about thirst driving thirst and what I find with clients who don't drink a lot of water or they say they don't like water is finding out like can we use soda or mineral water? Do we need to squeeze a lemon? Do we need to do, what What do we need to do the water? But also starting the day, this is such a big one, like before you eat or anything, just get up and have a big glass of water. I don't know how many times that has to be the first thing I do with a client and how much of a difference it makes just to get that first big hit of water and hydration into the body and really hydrating through the start of the day because you've been without water, all through the night most of the time unless you're getting up and having a sip, but usually you're in that more dehydrated space at the start of the day you've been detoxing like a trooper all night just naturally so now it's like a replenishment so if Mm, I could encourage anyone who's not drinking a lot of water to drink more it'd be even to add one or two glasses big glasses to the start of their day um it just—it can be really, really helpful to just kind of kick things in, and then you'll find you start to get a bit more thirsty, and you want a little bit more. Damien's a lost cause. I just don't know what to do there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like how I feel about my mum with drinking water. Interestingly, they're both born on the same day, so maybe it's a Ooh. maybe it's a date of birthday thing. They maybe just, well, at least Damien drinks water at the end of the day. Mum, he drinks. Yeah,
0: he drink gets it. in and he's all soda water. He doesn't like water. He likes soda water. I Does he?
1: Um, Correct me, like, obviously, just for everyone who didn't see what I did, just I just had to duck out to wee, so I missed part of what Jess was saying. <laughs> but did you say anything Very about nasty. people drinking water um, heaps at night but then having to get up and wee a lot during the night? Oh, the no, I didn't say sleep.
0: No, no, I yeah. didn't say that. That's, yeah, that's obviously the other fact that happens. Although he's got a, his yeah. blood is like a freaking balloon. I don't know where he puts it. He'll just drink it's like two leaves. Like a, leave camp- like of a day camel and- hump. Yeah, he can just go forever. I know you and I were joking about when we go in the car, we were always telling our partners that we have to pull over every hour Next to have so. a piss. You know, and they're just – Damien's always like, you always have – any time I'm like, I need to wee, he's like, you always have to wee. You're always hungry, you've always got to wee.
1: Dick like, said the other day he's going to start packing because um, we went for a massive walk on last Sunday morning and it was, ended up being a lot bigger than what – we intended it to be but because he likes to sleep in on a sunday it was a lot later than what i intended it to be so by the time uh-huh. we were out walking it was probably like 8 30 but by the time we were coming home it was like maybe quarter past 10 mm-hmm. so it was a beautiful morning to be walking but i'm freaking starving by this point mm-hmm. and so just to this has nothing to do with weing, but like i'm like that you know we're probably like three k's from home and i'm getting like those low blood sugar drops and <laughs> just like like where i'm actually like quite a bit dizzy because quite an intense walk as well and um and we got a coffee along the way but i hadn't i think i only had like a banana or a piece of my banana bread or something like that so i'm i should have had like a full you know meal by now should have fed the beast and that's what makes that makes like you're always hungry you've always you have your whole life has to revolve around your foods he's like do i have to start carrying volleys in my fucking in my pocket for you so you don't just bag out on a walk <laughs> he's like you're like having a diabetic i'm like it's 10 30 we should have eaten right now That's
0: So true. oh my god we should swap them i don't so relate to like sunday mornings like all day if damien could just sleep until god knows when he'd be so happy but i'm like already looking at the clock and it's eight o'clock and i'm like usually i would have been up, been to the gym, done a workout, yeah, had my oh matchup, no. probably having breakfast now and I haven't done anything and I'm hungry Any and I need matchup. And, <laughs> and I'm waiting for you
1: and I want to do go for a walk with you in the morning. And I, I will, this is, so this is this is my setting thing. I've got a couple of techniques to get him out of bed. I, um, We have a group message chat with all of us cousins and he always leaves his – he's got notifications switched on his phone, which I never do, but I know his phone's always on. So I start texting the group. So he, his phone starts going, ping, 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 <laughs> it's right beside him. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing. The other thing I do is I just open up the door and let the dog go and jump on him. <laughs> that's, enough. that's enough.
0: I do that. Take one two. sparkles.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Take three is I walk in and I'm like, it's eight, eight thirty 30 or eight or eight 30. And I'm just like, um, I'm thinking I'm just gonna go for a walk, but I might leave Bug here with you. And he's like, "Yeah, that's fine, that's fine." And I'm like, "But if I leave, I start having a conversation." <laughs> but, if I leave, but if I leave her here with you, then she hasn't had a walk for a day. So are you okay to get up and take her for a walk? He's like, "Why can't you just take her for a walk?" I'm like, "Well, I, like you know, with my back and stuff, perfect excuse by the way." I'm like, "She, she you need to walk her because she's a psycho on lead." Um, you know, I said, "But if you want me to, I could just wait till you get up and we could just go for a walk together." He's like. <sighs> i'm getting up he's like can i at least have a drink or something before we go and i'm like yeah, yeah that's fine you got 10 minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> uh, well and i think then that I lim- sum- yep. sums up our uh, water talk but um i haven't as usual sort of thought about any of the old recommendations i don't know if you have anything
1: I have one on the subject of water, of course, Mm -hmm. um, which I did think about um, while we were talking, and I didn't know this was a thing. You might know this is a thing. Um, Lex has a soda stream, but the bottles are glass. What? I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't either. I was at her place when we were going to Xavier, the Red Xavier Rudd concert, and I was, And she's like, "I'll just grab a, grab the soda water bottle out of the fridge," and I went and grabbed it, and it's a glass soda water bottle. It clicks in the same way. So instead of having plastic, so yeah. So I that's my that's my next investment. Um, I was yeah, really we, need to, um, about, we need to. We need
0: to work. Some yeah, newbies. actually maybe yeah, that's so my was- reco too on that same thing. Like I don't know mm. whether people realise because I didn't until my sister showed me that the <laughs> plastic bottles that you get with your soda stream which are all like bpa free blah 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 they have an expiry date written on them and <laughs> <Do> they <laughs> yes and you're not Why supposed been... <laughs> to use them over a certain amount of time so i think it's on the bottom of them i didn't know and when i looked i, I was a mortified a few years ago and we oh. replaced them all but ours are now running all out of expiry so ah. the fact there's glass we'll definitely get glass but if you have a soda stream <laughs> Look it's a whole different
1: the... Soda Stream machine. Oh, is it? The glass yeah. one. You'd have but to the buy bottles. a new
0: machine. Oh, do you? Okay, well bottle. that's not gonna yeah, work. So have to stick with the old, the old plastic yeah, ones for now. Yeah, I Which think are all I recyclable. Might just blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't know that because the only reason I've ever thrown out a Soda Stream bottle is because it was growing mold on the inside. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> That's a good reason. Like, I can't remember what happened with, I think it got left with a bit of water in it or condensation in it, and it got like tight, tightened up. And then someone just put it into the cupboard, and I was cleaning out. And then I remember trying to clean, I couldn't get it all out. And I'm like, you're going in the bin. But other than that, mine would probably all well and chilly because I've gone, I'm on my second soda stream machine, but I've got about five bottles scattered yeah, between. Check Check them, yeah, because this yeah. one's going to become – I was going to buy another one because this is, this is one now gets taken between the house and the camping because I used to have one for camping and one for the house, but now I've only just got one that's just as a bit of a slut, slut stream, it gets called. It goes for between the camping <laughs> and the house. <laughs> that's what her name is. I to...
0: <laughs> would love to know that that's what you're calling the product.
1: The slut stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> I didn't think about that before I said it. Sorry, SodaStream. Love your product, but if, as you can see, I'm an avid user. Exactly. the one for, for the one for the kitchen, I'm going to get now. So, slut is going to go into the camping, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a glass one like Lex for the kitchen.
0: Good idea. Yeah. Anyway. Not check. So, SodaStream glass, and also check your expiries because those those bottles are great, and they're made to like not break down and. Oh, bleach anything into the sure. into the water but that's to a point and that's what the expiry date's about so <laughs>
1: i'm gonna go check one right away don't work on your
0: uh, xenoestrogen content like <laughs> chris has been doing for a very long time
1: yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god i'm so mortified at my xenoestrogens <laughs>
0: Well, thank you very much. And please, as always, share uh, the episode. We love seeing you share it. This is a really – oh when we say it, but this is a goodie. Please get it out there because we want people to realise yes. how important it is to keep hydrated, particularly in winter. Um, hopefully we've made you nice and thirsty. I know i finished yes. my water and I need to get the toilet, so that's a good sign. That's why I had
1: to pee. But just for everyone um, who really cares, I did check my wee when I peed before just because we've been talking about oh, it. I meant to it. ask you. Yeah, it yeah, she's good. Of course it was yeah, she's oh no, she's nearly clear, but she's got that um, tint of B vitamins from. Oh. My <laughs> she's got that fluoronuclear nuclear look at, at them.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of weeing that happens at the JCN clinic, isn't there? I think like so we're just much. constantly everyone's tag teaming and yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd love I'd yeah. love to count it one day to see. We should
1: do it. How many times? Yeah, because I honestly, I'm usually in and out between almost every client. Yeah. Um yeah, gosh. How often where, do you open the,
0: open the door from a client and you're like, I'm busting to wee? It's just like the first yeah, words just and you run it. past reception. Yeah
1: yeah leg it exactly or you do that thing where you're like classic and you're like right i can just write this prescription or send this email and then you're like and you've been dying away and then you're just like and then i walk past it goes oh, i can't hold that
0: yeah <laughs> you're doing the wee dance in your chair you think you're okay and then you stand up and yeah. like as soon as you stand you're up you're like, like, oh god i'm not okay
1: i'm not okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay.
0: <laughs> but we yourself better than death so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah better than death <laughs> Oh, all right dear. people thank you so much for joining us and uh we'll chat to you next time which will be our hundredth yeah. episode yes Woo. about to say that Woo. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we will talk about something yeah we will okay <laughs> bye bye